Hey everyone, I'm Michael. And I'm Richie. Welcome to What's on Second, a true baseball podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of What's on Second, a true baseball podcast. My what's going on back in order here because it's, it's a little a week minute. off there. It's been a minute. Yeah. We are back on the diamond. It is myself, Richie, with Michael. Uh, Michael, Woo-hoo. how you doing, bud? Making lemonade out of lemons. Wow. Trying, trying <laughs> to say, trying to squeeze any juice of positivity out there. We love to hear yes. it. We love to hear it. <laughs> trying to keep that lemon juice away from a wound, that's for sure. I don't need it to burn any more than it already does. But baseball still here. It doesn't matter how crappy and pathetic your team is playing. We love the sport. There's plenty of positivity outside of certain cities or even just one city. It it yeah, I can't complain. There's multiple cities that are hurting. Don't worry. You're not alone. <laughs> You're not alone because my city's not exactly doing it real good either. So we're we're both there. We're we're a little I, bit we're feeling nauseous. Let's just say that. A little nauseous. Very, nauseous. very nauseous. But you know, you unfortunately have to deal with Atlanta and New York, who could at some point just completely go ape and own it all, own the East. Uh, but I play in the biggest dog pile poo of a division where <laughs> you can be twenty or twenty-six. And only be four games out of it. And then you look, you know, to your neighbors to the east and you're like, good Lord, I'd be my game. My season would have been over right off the bat. Oh, yeah. The AL East is an animal. The NL East doesn't look much better. But the AL, I mean, the AL East is a whole new thing out here. But what do we got on the lineup card today, my brother? All righty, guys. So we're going to kind of change this up a little bit. Not going to really focus on the review aspect this episode. We're going to give you a couple segments uh, leading off with a... 10 free agent prediction. Uh, Richie and I went into an article from MLB.com, the latest update of which was the 17th of May, so just a few days ago. And we kind of picked out 10 different players. We haven't told each other who those players are. Sands one, which you would I would call baloney on you if you said that you haven't talked about this certain uh, two-way player who's going to be a free agent next year. But outside of that, We'll lead off with that segment, and then we're going to transition to our final segment of the show, which is our annual Bach Talk. Richie said he's got some good, juicy stuff and a good amount of topics to talk over, so we're going to try to keep this episode concise. The general theme of this entire show, conciseness, that never ends up happening except for the one time a couple episodes ago. So we might give this as a two-parter. It might end up being a two-parter very easily because you and I are I have a feeling after a week of not talking to each other and talking about yes. baseball, we're kind of exploding at the seams here. So I, I feel like, you know, this this uh prediction segment will take up some time, but Bach talk, especially when there's a lot of it or a lot of questions, usually takes up a lot. And if yeah. if anything centers around Cleveland right now, it's I'm I don't know if I can shut up. 
We'll put it that way. <laughs> Which is understandable. And we <laughs> we will pardon you. We will allow you a pardon. <laughs> I, I, you know, honestly, I kind of stayed away from my team a little bit on the block talk intentionally because I think I might have done the same thing. I might have gone crazy. Um, yeah. So, hey, you, you know, I'm sure you'll end up bringing him in here and roping oh, him yeah. in somehow, some way, but it's okay. We'll go ahead and uh, go into this leadoff segment. Ten predictions for the 2023-2024 free agent class. Richie, lead us off here. Who are your 10? I'm going to save. We both agreed before we even got on the call that uh, to do this uh, episode that we both have one that's the same. So we'll leave him for the end agreed. because we both agreed that and it's probably the biggest one. And if you don't know who that is, I mean, you might be living under now. a rock, but we'll, <laughs> we'll allow it. Uh, so my first one is a guy we talked about kind of uh, in our last episodes with the evolution of are they on the next level and uh, will they regress? Uh, I hate to say that he has regressed a little bit. Matt Chapman. Uh, he is in a contract year. This is his free agent year. So I picked him as one of my 10. He is still hitting the ball out of this world. He still has an over 300 average. He is still leading. I believe he still leads the AL in the OPS, or he's right up top there in OPS with the AL. Millions of doubles, RBIs out the wazoo for Toronto. And playing a solid third base as he pretty much always does. He's always been a pretty solid third baseman. So as of right now, he's got 52 hits, six home runs, 24 RBIs, one measly stolen base, but we'll let him have that. Average of 301 with an OBP of 381. OPS is 895. It was a lot higher before, but it has dropped some. Uh, he's kind of gone through a slump, as all great players do. I think this year will be his very last year in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I believe, if you're going to call me crazy on this, I believe he becomes the next... Philadelphia Philly big signing. I have him signing in Philadelphia with six years. I have him signing a six year, $40 million deal. He is 30 as of this year. So I put him on the same kind of deal as a Castellanos. He's on a same kind of deal as a Castellanos and a Schwarber. They had four year deals. I'm giving him six ballpark. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Why? I think this is a good move. Phillies are going to lose. This will give the Phillies the replacement for Hoskins. Chapman also plays third base or first base as well. So he could play third base, first base. I think Boom can play third base, first base. I think you could basically let them both split time there. You can also put Bryce in at first base and let them DH, one of the three DH. Or put Bryce in the outfield again, let them be. I feel like there's a lot of movement that could happen. That you could cycle these bats in and still have them be very popular and very powerful. As a power first baseman, third baseman combo, power right-handed hitter, really good stats against overall. I mean, last year against in Toronto was a little rough, but for the most part, you know, you're talking about a guy who is averages up in that 250, 260 range, doubles machine, can hit the home run. I think he's great in Toronto, and I think Toronto would be foolish to let him go. So obviously, this is obviously best case scenario. Yeah. But I have him going to Philadelphia to really bolster that lineup. Now he's going to come to Philadelphia, and he's going to have the first year curse. So he's going to bat like 215 with like a million K's because that's what <laughs> happens when we assign big guys. I don't know if you've noticed this. Cause like, obviously Castellanos has figured it out this year, but his first year sucked. I mean, it happens. And then Trey Turner's looking like feebler than all hell right now. So it's, it's kind of the first year curse, but year two in that deal is going to look great. So I'm <laughs> planning for the positivity, <laughs> but yeah, I pick Matt Chapman as a Philly. I think that will be the big splash the Phillies make. Okay, that's a big reach in my opinion, but I mm-hmm. I like sometimes I'm right, so we'll see. <laughs> so, my first pick uh, is a little bit of a 
dart throw, you know, where you close your eyes and just hope you get close. Uh, A lot of my picks, too, are just kind of out there and in my interpretation of how they could potentially help uh, improve a club, let alone the uh, figure amounts in the years I came up with on a whim in the last second. So, Oh, yeah, my numbers are completely (laughs) Just uh, ballparking at best. but <laughs> So my first prediction is Tim Anderson uh, signs with the Dodgers. Miguel Rojas is their current uh, shortstop, at least. That's what MLB.com says. Uh, Rojas yeah, he splits is, time with the other guy. Yeah, Rojas is only hitting 202 for an average 17 hits, no home runs, two RBIs. Anderson really isn't, in theory, playing all that much better. Has no home runs, only four more RBIs. Uh, has... Uh, 13 more hits with 30 hits as opposed to 17 for Rojas, and his hit, he's hitting 252. But Anderson has shown that he can be a uh, honestly a leader, not in the way that I would like it. Uh, he he brings solid offensive production. He brings great defense, and he can really be a guy that could help keep the keep the Dodgers relevant when you have the Padres really coming up out of I don't want to say nowhere, but showing that they very well and in my opinion likely are going to overtake LA as the perennial NL West uh, champion. I have them going to LA for 5 years and 25 million per. I feel 25 like 25 million per year? Woo-hoo-hoo. I think Anderson's a big time guy. I've seen him in Chicago now ever since he started and came up. He's got that charisma and if if he can turn it around and have the production that he has had, I think he will definitely end up getting quite the paycheck from LA. So I think that I think your thoughts in the location is great. I think that all makes sense to me. Other than the fact that, that kid who uh, Gavin Lux got hurt. So that might be the only hindrance to this plan because obviously mm-hmm. it's an ACL and we'll see what happens there. Mm hmm. I think the other thing I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to not to steal my own line here, but I'm going to balk <laughs> on the number. Uh, the number is too high because uh-huh. he's, he's injured too much. Yeah. I wouldn't be paying him more than, I wouldn't be giving him more than 10 to 15 mil a year. I okay. mean, he's a stud shortstop when he's healthy. The problem is mm-hmm. half the time that if I'm, I like, look, he's hurt. So, yeah. so if you ain't here, you ain't worth it to me. You're yeah. not going to get 25 million if you ain't going to play. Every day. So I think that one's the only one that that's the only balk I have for it. I actually like the location, though. I think that's a great call. Thank you. Like I I said, I just came up with these, you know, totals off off the top of my head, knowing full well that that's not going to be a thing. But yeah, Tim Anderson is the Dodger in 2024. Uh, Who do you have as your second prediction? Second one. Talked about bringing a Philly in. Now it's time to see a Philly go. I have... Probably the arguably the top pitching prospect not named Otani uh, out here, and that would be Aaron Nola. I have signing with the Chicago Cubs on a seven-year, $150 million deal. Now, the rumor mm-hmm. is that Nola's supposed to get bargaining for $200 million. I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you right now, if he gets $200 million, I would let him walk in like with no questions asked. <laughs> because he's not worth that to me. I'm sorry. And yeah. it's not that I'm saying that I don't appreciate everything he's done, but his numbers this year are way down. His velocity has been down a tick. Now, mm-hmm. the last game against the Cubs, ironically, he looked great. He looks like mm-hmm. he, he was spotting his fastball. It had the movement. All things are positive. So 
hopefully again we're just hoping that it's a ramp up period where we're trying to get our arm back in shape because we pitched in november unlike we have done ever before i think he is going to be good but i think that he fits really well at wrigley i think that he will be i think that team is on the up and up so i think they're willing to pay a good amount for a pitcher i think they could go anywhere from 150 to 180 is honestly where i would take that and mm-hmm. honestly if this was the deal he signed i would want the phillies to sign him for this if they could get him at seven years one 150 million i would sign him back in a minute mm-hmm. it's when you get to that 200 number or north of 180 i'm not signing you sorry no way no how yeah it's just, it's just not worth that especially when I have guys in the background that can make things happen. So I think him with the Cubs fits really well. I think that ballpark would play well for him. Mm-hmm. I think the people in Chicago would actually embrace him pretty well. Uh, so I actually, I like this setup. I know he's a, a West coast kid naturally, but I think he f- would do well with like Dante Sponson, Cody Bellinger and those guys there. Mm-hmm. Obviously Bellinger being a free agent next year would change that, but so Nola to the Cubs is what I have for my second one. All right. My second one is going to hinge on this player opting out. Javi Baez is going to opt Javi out of his Baez, contract yeah. <laughs> with Detroit because he just does not look like he enjoys Detroit at all. Not sliding the Tigers, or at least I'm not trying to. Uh, but I have him going out west and signing with a team that tried to make some splashes last year. And uh, San Francisco getting somewhat of a bigger, higher-named player. Crawford is a free agent, and he is on the older side. So if... Wow, that's being generous, calling him on the older side. He is older side. He is old. (laughs) What, 36, 37, I think? He's almost... I I think he turns 37 or 38 this year. Yeah. He's old. Like, in baseball terms, as an everyday player, he's old. Yeah, so I would say... I mean, Javi's hitting only 228 right now. He had that horrible, horrible start, but he's got three home runs, 19 RBIs, and 36 hits. We know what he can bring offensively. We know what he can bring defensively. Uh, I feel like getting a bit of a new change of scenery, getting him to a team that would really kind of, I don't want to say expect more out of him, like A.J. Hinch isn't going to expect a lot out of him right now, but I think just that change of scenery is going to really help him out. The Giants have good talent, but clearly it's not working out. And that one, you know, season where they uh, finally dethroned L.A. as the West champion was a fluke. So I feel like he would be a good fit in San Francisco. Give And also he would give the Giants a younger shortstop. I have him going there for five years and 15 mil per season because they don't know what they're going to get in terms of effort and production. Although I don't think he has been really injury plagued, especially like, you know, per se Correa has been, but uh, I feel like that would be a good deal for him to get out of Detroit and maybe take on if he can show it a higher, you know, better, more positive leadership style. No, I, I like it actually as a fit. I think it could be interesting. I think uh-huh. San Francisco is an interesting call for him. I think he definitely needs to get out of Detroit. I think we both agree on that. I think he is wasted there. I think he feels wasted there. I think the whole thing just reeks of bad marriage and needs to be done. The other thing, though, I will say, though, at the same point in time is he may not want to leave because he doesn't see the money coming from anywhere else, which is very, very possible. 
So mm-hmm. I know we are assuming that all opt-out clauses are happening here. Um, but I would watch his in the offseason very closely to see if he actually does opt out because I don't know if it's about the paycheck for him. There, he's not gonna find any better paycheck. No, it, it's interesting to me for him with in regards to him on on his future. Mm-hmm. But who is your third prediction? Third prediction, and uh, I'm curious to hear your take on this. But I have Michael Conforto signing for two years, fifteen million with the. Uh, the Cleveland Guardians. And the reason I say Conforto goes to the Guardians is not to really play out in the outfield. I have Conforto going to more transition to the infield as potentially helpful and also as a DH. Uh, Conforto, I feel like, could be a very good first baseman. Mm -hmm. Lash has played it before and also has played middle infield a little bit before. Not much, but he has done it before. He's done like second base and things like that. I think he's wasted in San Francisco. I think his... I think his top qualities are not being able to be shown there just mm-hmm. because of the fact that he lacks home runs right now. I think he would have a whole lot more if he was anywhere else, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, he's batting 210 right now. He's got eight home runs, which is ridiculous in considering that ballpark. He's got a 19 RBIs and he's got an OPS of 716, which you're probably looking at me going, Rich, what is there to <laughs> like for this? Uh, he also has an OBP of 317. I think that has a lot more to do with where he's at than it is to say that he's not playing well. He's mm-hmm. on a prove it year this year. I think he's proving that he can play again, which is the biggest part of this year. Um, yeah. I think Cleveland can go in there and snag him at a steal price for a couple of years. I think that he could replace potentially, and I know you and I have talked off, off air about this, kind of replace that Josh Bell experiment that hasn't totally been working out in Cleveland yet. Um, huh. granted, we could see it might change, but mm-hmm. as of right now, has not worked very well. Could be that big bat you were looking for because guy does get RBIs and does hit for pop. I mean, that's what he yeah. does. So I think he would be a I think he would be a good signing there for you. I, I would be curious if you would want him more as a DH and transition to that interior infield role, but I just curious. I, I think it I think it's a good fit though for him. I think he would I... kill it out there. I like I like that idea of him moving to first. Uh, the Bell experiment has been an absolute disaster. Uh, he, he's just anything but consistent unless he's playing in Washington. Uh, <laughs> he's only hit the ball out a couple of times. He strikes out an astronomical amount. Doesn't that part really I could have told you about. Yeah, it doesn't have clutch at bats. Uh, I mean, and is kind of a almost defensive liability. So I, I love the guy. I love his attitude. I love the spunk, but it's just not working. Now the thing is going to be, if he continues to play the way he is, uh, if he would even exercise his clause because he signed a one year deal with a player option. He does have an option. Yes. For the second year. It's kind of the same thing with Javi. If he's wanting, if money is an important thing to him, he's not going to get a lot if he were to leave Detroit. Uh, if Josh Bell has the year that in continues having the year he is, is he going to opt out of a nicer paycheck with Cleveland uh, to try and see if he can get something elsewhere? Maybe not, but we'll have to wait and see. If he turns it around, I don't see him staying here because you know maybe he can test the free agent market and get more, but he can also go to a team that's going to be a potentially more reliable contender than what Cleveland is. But I would love to have Conforto uh, on the team. I think he would be a great fit. He 
in my opinion, is a good leader. Uh, he doesn't slack, doesn't slouch, goes up there, tries, and it would be a good... A I good think he's a great platoon. veteran experience for yes. you. Yes, and that's something that we could definitely use. But I, I like that signing. Okay. And it's not for a ton of money either, which... No, I was going to say two years, 15 million, you're 7.5 million each? Yeah. That's a, that's a very Cleveland signing to me. That's a very mm-hmm. Cleveland signing, but depending on, you know, whatever mood the Dolans are in, who knows what they would be willing to pay. I mean, if you're not willing to pay (laughs) $7.5 million, come on. That's Uh, not that bad. We've been saying that ever since they bought the team from Richard Jacobs. Oh, that's true, too. I I like that signing. I like that idea. My my third prediction is actually going back to one of yours, Matt Chapman. Oh, hey. I (laughs) I have him signing in Anaheim. Uh, oh, that's such a good, really. Oh, that's an so, interesting pick. So, I like that actually. I'm intrigued. Uh, let's see, one, two, uh, three, four of my predictions are Anaheim based. If that doesn't kind of add even more to who our last prediction is going to be, but I have Chapman going to Anaheim on a six-year, fifteen million dollar per deal, like. Richie said earlier, 301 average, six home runs, 24 RBIs, 52 hits. He has come down to earth uh, from that scorching start he had. Their current third baseman right now is Gio Urshela. Phenomenal defensive player. Is it not Rendon? Uh, he's actually... Uh, oh, it might be Rendon. I, I don't thought 100% Rendon, remember, Rendon's healthy. He might be DHing, though, more so than anything. That, that, um, whenever that was really my question. Depending on where... Well, he can't be because Otani's no, got the DH. Rendon's well, got to be playing because he's got actually Rendon's got good numbers this year. Uh, Urshela <laughs> is uh, is definitely playing because he's played in the outfield. He's kind of like a utility guy. They kind of just stick. Yeah, up. played a lot of short. Urshela, Urshela is actually a free agent as well. But with the uh, cats out of the bag, with Shohei in all likelihood leaving, that's going to open up a DH spot. You can throw Rendon over there uh, since he is on the older side as well. Chapman's a little bit younger. But I really like the fit. Gives them another solid player defensively and offensively, uh, which is a team that's going that is still to some degree starving for stability and talent. Uh, in in that regard, obviously they have all the talent in the world, a la Shohei and Mike, but they they still have holes throughout their lineup. So I I feel like Matt Chapman could really come in there and help them out. And they're going to have quite a bit of uh, extra money to spend on free agents since they're not going to leverage their foreseeable future on one guy. It's interesting you say that the Angels have some holes in their lineup. I I consider one of their lineups to be, when healthy, obviously, one of the best. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm including Rendon in there. I'm including, obviously, Trout and Otani. I'm also including Renfro, who is huge Mm -hmm. in a big year this year. I know they've been hit by injuries right now. They're, yeah. I mean, they're playing Mickey Moniak as their leadoff guy right now. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I know Mickey Moniak. I've watched him. He's not a big league player every day. <laughs> he's lucky to be a – he's probably a fourth outfielder at best. So, but that's that's all well and good, and we we love to see it. But I, I consider them to still be competitive. I know they're not doing a great job right now in the AL West. I think they're kind of in third if I last look. Uh, it's curious to see that you have that that way, but I, I could see that move. That's not a bad move. Mm. Uh, I like mine better, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, something tells me that that's not surprising. Yeah, right. But 
Who is your fourth prediction? My fourth prediction is Joey Gallo. Uh, Joey Gallo is a free agent this year. He's on a prove-it deal in Minnesota right now. I have him going to the St. Louis Cardinals for a two-year deal worth $10 million. Interesting. Here's why. The Cardinals have a very good lineup, but they mm-hmm. lack power like nobody's business. Which is incredible. Joey Gallo is nothing but power and only power, and that is all. But I will say this. Uh, Gallo right now batting a, a measly 211, which I'm not surprised about, but he has 11 home runs, 23 RBIs. He's got an OBP of 328 and an OPS of 906. He's leaps and bounds from what he was in, in New York with that, which was an utter disaster there. And I think that he would fit in a lineup that protects him. I think we're seeing that in Minnesota because he's pretty well protected in that lineup for mm. at least that top half. They've even had him lead off, which is weird to me, but he's done really well with it. He, well, yeah. he reminds me of a Kyle Schwarber leadoff guy. Like, yeah, I'm going up there. I'm going to try and hit a home run or I'm going to try and work a walk or more than likely I'm going to get struck out. It's not the best scenario in the world, but it is intimidating to be the first guy is like home run bomb power right off the get go. It's interesting to see that. I think he fits really well in St. Louis again. He would be almost strictly DH. He would spot start probably at first and maybe some outfield here and there. But mainly I have him as a DH because they have really good outfielders out there. So I would say mm-hmm. spot start him as a mainly DH spot start his first base most likely and and let him just go out there and try to rake because he could rake in that field. I think he would do yeah. a killing out there and in, in uh, I almost want to code a call it bush stadium if it's still i don't know if it's still bush yep. stadium or not oh okay i thought they renamed them. <laughs> nope. yeah i was in the say, same all three bush yeah they're all bush but it's just three different versions of the same name oh man but yeah it i think he would do great out there with them so joey gallo two years fifty two years 10 million which is a very mm-hmm. economical signing for a trial run very. at least in st louis i like that signing i'm gonna go with a uh, outfielder as well Old ex-Cardinal, not old, but an ex-Cardinal, old. Uh, Harrison Bader. I was actually almost putting Bader on my list. I skipped him. Uh-huh. Uh, Harrison Bader going to the Texas Rangers. Six years, oh. $15 million, uh per. Oh. Yeah, so obviously they have Adolis out there who's just raking, sending balls into orbit. Then, uh, oh shoot, I can't think of who they're second outfielder is but uh oh uh leody Tavares is yeah. in center field which is vader's normal position but you can take him out put him Bader in can left. move though vader can go left right yeah. exactly He's done all um, three That's yeah one thing he uh, has done exactly uh but they have their third outfielder is bubba thompson who is hitting under 200 <laughs> Enough to where I didn't even really go and look at the rest of his stats. He's, he, he's got a below Mendoza batting average. Nice. Bader's hitting 277, solid production. Uh, four home runs, 15 RBIs. We know what he can do offensively. We've seen it in St. Louis. And then when he came back for New York last year, and as he's come back this year for them, and he, like you said, he's a great outfielder with speed, can go left and right. Uh, I think he would very, very well fit into that team uh, with Bochi managing. That would be a very good outfield because Tavares is a great uh, on-base guy, average hitter. Bader would be the next level down in terms of average. Adolis doesn't hit well, but 
he does hit the ball, like I said, out of the yard. So that I felt like would be almost a safe guesstimate, if that makes sense. So yeah. uh, Harrison Vader, Texas Rangers, six years, 15 mil. I like that. 15 per. I like that. That's actually yeah, not per. a bad signing. The money's questionable to me for him because, again, he's the health thing, but it's a lot closer than Anderson. So I would, <laughs> I would, I could see that working though. I, I like the numbers. He's been healthy this year. I mean, he's been doing great in New York again, mm-hmm. playing at a little league park. But hey, it helps. So what are you gonna do? Boost your stats while you're. He still played well too in Bush Stadium. Had power, he did. speed, he did. He, defense. He did. So. Yeah, he's a he's a very good outfield. Who's my your fifth? fifth. My fifth one. Believe it or not, it's a Los Angeles Angels signing. <gasps> Yep. I have Blake Snell going from the Do- uh, the Padres, almost the Dodgers, to <laughs> the Angels. I have him going for six years, a hundred million. Now Blake Snell is having a horrid year right now. He is one in- he's one and six with a five point four ERA, over forty five innings. He's got forty eight Ks, which is great, but his WHIP is one point five six, so that's stupid high for him recently. What I will say is, when his stuff is right, he's great. When his stuff is garbage and he's relying on just his fastball <laughs> he's a tattoo machine waiting to happen because yep. he's just that way so with that being said petco's gotten more and more of a hitter's park recently which is kind of crazy believe it or not yeah. i always thought of it as a pitcher's park but it's become more and more of a hitter's park la has never been a hitter's park what's so flipping ever uh, unless you mm. literally pull it down the line and get lucky yeah. and hit it over the wall i think he would benefit from going to a better stadium for him to protect him from the long ball because that's what kills him. And I think he's I think he's got the stuff. I think he also I think he puts too much pressure on himself and I think he just I think there's just oh, too much pressure on him in San Diego. He could go to LA and rise to be the ace level again that he is, like he was yes. back in Tampa Bay days and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's still young. I mean he's about to turn he's in his age thirty season, so he's still got plenty mm-hmm. of years left in his arm pending anything stupid happens. I think he's also going to turn it around this year. I don't think he's going to be as atrocious as he has been. But mm-hmm. four year, I have him six years, a hundred million. I think that's a great deal to sign him. If you're the Angels, I think that's a great signing. To be honest with absolutely. you, absolutely. And obviously, that will feed into later as we talk about the other <laughs> guy. But there's a reason I have that deal. <laughs> My fifth guy is an Angel signing, but it's not a pitcher. It okay. is actually a re-signing. I have Anaheim re-signing Hunter Renfro. Absolutely love this call. Who, I mean, he's always been good. He was good on San Diego when Cleveland was talking about um, making a trade uh, with sending Mike Clevenger out to San Diego. I was hoping that they were going to get um, Renfro Renfro instead of Fran Meal. He had that, Reyes had that one good shortened season in 2020, but I. I, I just like him, but he's been a journeyman. He's been hopping from team to team. And ever since he landed, in, I remember him most as a brewer, to be honest with you. That's the so stupidest I. thing. <laughs> but, but I mean, he was, he was, I'm pretty sure a Red Sox. He was a, um, he's bounced all uh, over. He's been a Ray for sure. I know he has been a, a Tampa Bay Ray, but I think he's found a home in Anaheim and I have him resigning there four years, 75 million total. Oh, I love that deal. That's a great um, signing, actually. Yes, he's not. He is a seasoned vet, not an aged vet, uh, who is putting up good production. Is a solid outfielder, uh, and I think would just be a good bit of continuity to go out there with Trout. I agree. 
I think uh, I think that's a great signing. Actually, I have no qualms about that. I would honestly, that was honestly, if I was gonna do, I didn't. He didn't make my list of ten, which yeah. is great because we're trying not to overlap. But um, he was <laughs> one of the ones that I said. The same. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Except for the one, obviously. I I thought he's really settled in at L.A. I've loved uh-huh. everything I've seen out of him. Every time I watch a game, he just seems so comfortable at the plate. He just looks. He looks locked in. And he looks like this is where I want to be. So that's always good yeah. to see. Yeah. So we've only had one that's overlapped so far. Uh, only I'll give one. you a bit of a, a spoiler. There's uh, going to be another one. Oh, good. Excellent. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, although, probably going to be a third one here when I give you this one, too. <laughs> yes. Uh, although I will say the two that are coming up aren't the same teams. So at least there's a little bit of uh, disparity there. That's all but, right. it's, it's fine. This is our list. This yeah. is what happens. <laughs> hey, we're just on the same wavelength. It's all right. That's all. Yeah. Shows we're great at our jobs, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, who's your sixth prediction? Uh, sixth prediction. Uh, we're staying in the pitching market for another name that is pretty big, and uh, it is a re-signing, actually. I have uh, Julio Urias staying in L.A. He's going to re-sign with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I don't think he belongs anywhere else, to be really honest with you, and I honestly yeah. wouldn't pay for him if I was anybody else, to be honest, mm-hmm. because his numbers seem so inflated to me overall and he always seems Mm -hmm. to end up on an injury list every year at least for a little bit he's on it right now as a matter of fact so (laughs) i have him re-signing with the dodgers for 10 years 180 million i think even that's a bit of a stretch but i think that's just kind of how inflated the pitching market is at this moment yeah Uh, thank you steve cohen for ruining that (laughs) but i have him there with the dodgers 10 years re-signing 10 years 180 million. He's got this year. He's five and four with a 4.39 ERA over 10 starts uh, with 53 Ks and a 1.16 whip. The whip looks good, but the Ks are kind of average. He's pitching no innings, though. Like he is just getting, he's either pitching five or he's getting shellacked and getting dumped early. In his last three games, he pitched three innings, five and two third, and then seven. He had an outlier in there with everything. So, I consider him to be a very risk reward pick, but I feel like the Dodgers have already made their bed with him. So why not lie down with it and enjoy it? So I feel like he's going to stay. I think that's a fantastic call. The numbers sound about right. And to be fair, I don't see him really anywhere else. I don't yeah, on I, another team. I just don't think any, I don't think his game would play well anywhere else either. I just no. don't think he's, he's not a flamethrower by any stretch of the imagination. And if you're not a flamethrower, you can't really play in other smaller ballparks because you're going to just eventually you're going to you're going to run into games where you just have no breaking ball. And if you don't have a heater that's going to get by people or at least move your your host. I, I think you, the way you explained it, it all makes sense. My six is a pitcher as well. Not Julio. However, one of our overlapping pitchers here, I have Blake Snell. Okay. Replacing Cookie Carrasco in New York and signing with the Mets. I think he's going to sign about a five-year deal, $20 million per. So I think ish in the range of what you've got. But like you said, Petco hasn't been playing as much of a pitcher's park as what it has been in the past. But I feel like with their offense being able to put up you know nine runs at any given time, not that San Diego's couldn't, Maybe it's just a change of scenery thing. I think Blake would be a very good fit in New York. Now, granted, if maybe he's not a good big market guy, I don't know. 
I could see him landing in New York. New York needs another pitcher. Take him Snell out of the ace role. Put him presumably behind Verlander at number two. And I think you're gonna he would he would excel there. Yeah, I would agree. I think he's gonna be I think exactly it's the same thing we both said. Get him out of that ace role. Put him in somewhere. I wouldn't like to see him that often <laughs> in New York. I could do without that. But yeah. uh, then again, I, I mean, the guy has already hit Bryce Harper in the hand and broken his finger. I don't need that again. <laughs> so I prefer him yeah. to not be there. But yeah. who's your seventh? I'm staying in the pitcher market again. He just returned yesterday, uh, actually, believe it or not. And uh, we're going to talk about him a little bit later in Bok Talk as well. But Luis Severino has returned. I have him actually signing with a rival of his current team. I have him signing with the Baltimore Orioles for eight years and $80 million to kind of take over the mantle as the ace of Baltimore because there is no ace there because (laughs) I refuse to give ace status to Kyle Gibson. Sorry, my guy, you're a four at best. You know, until Grayson Rodriguez is ready to take that mantle, I think he would be great there. He's constantly hurt, which is his only thing, which is why his dollar amount is very low for me, mm-hmm. which probably fluxes his years. I'm probably being very generous with the eight years, to be honest. It'll probably be something along the lines of four and 80 million. But I have Severino in Baltimore. I think that would be a great place for him. I think it helps him hide his stuff very much so like Blake Snell, like we were talking about. He is a flamethrower. But I feel like he gets just destroyed when he pitches at home normally. But I think he needs to get out of New York and get a fresh start and get his head wrapped around straight. So I have him going Mm -hmm. to Baltimore, and I think that would be a great matchup for him. And I think Adley could get him on the right path, too, as far as calling a game. So at first, I thought you were going to say Toronto, which I was like, that would be a good signing, almost like a Jose Barrios sort of thing. But then when you threw out that that Orioles prediction there, I was like, oh, that's a that's an interesting fit. And uh-huh. I think that would be, I think one, get him out of New York, but also two, pair him up with Adley, who is going to be the best catcher in baseball. Yeah. At, at, at some, some point, point in the next couple of years. When JT finally stops catching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a solid signing. It definitely is also not in New York little league field. And Camden Yards. I think that kills him. Yeah. Well, especially now that Camden's left field has become a green monster 2.0, except for it's actually like a, uh, except for it's not a monster. It's just a a shove back as we can shove it. No, I like that signing. So my seventh is actually a pitcher as well. Different pitcher, though. I have Lucas Giolito going to Anaheim and being a, uh, a pitcher that is going to replace another ace. Again, gets him a little bit of a change of scenery, gets him out of Chicago, and I think would be a very good fit and would give them that big, I mean, now granted, he's going to be replacing a big pitching piece, but he gives him some stability up at the top of the rotation, and I think he would thrive out there. Now, Giolito is 3-3 and on the year with a 3.62 ERA, 59.2 innings pitched. Uh, I think he just shores up the rotation and is one of the better fits to help replace uh, Shohei. Whilst Anaheim could, in theory, go and sign a couple a little bit older starters uh, as to where you can get more. So I guess it's a quality for quantity sort of thing. I think if they go out there and get a true ace type pitcher like Giolito can be, uh, I think that should be the the direction that they go in, especially losing an ace. I'm Giolito going for would seven, be good out there. 
I have him going for seven years, twenty million per, with some incentives and Ooh. options as well. Ooh, twenty million per. Hence, hence the yeah, incentives I mean, and yeah. options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Weave yeah. those in there how you will. Who do you have as your eighth? Number eight is a, is more of a. I know I told you off the air that I did. Uh, uh, everybody was kind of thirty or roundabouts that thirty age, and yeah, was trying to keep it on the younger side to make it more fun. Yeah, I did forget my one sentimental guy here that I definitely is not 30 or younger. <laughs> um, I actually have one that's going to be a kind of a Pujols, Pujols-esque, Yachty-esque, Miggy-esque, right off into the sunset season. And that is Evan Longoria signing a one-year deal with the Rays, going back where it all started. Ooh. Just to ride it out. Mostly, he'll probably DH, but yeah. just having him go and do some stuff there and just kind of ride off into the sunset as a Ray. I think that would be fun for him. I think it would be nice. He might be able to help them push them over the edge because I think he's a great player. Honestly, he can still play Mm -hmm. third base because he still plays it pretty well in San Francisco right now. Or Arizona. Sorry, Arizona. (laughs) Apologies. Wrong NOS team. NOS team. But I think both of them he would do really well with. So I think he could do great there. And Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to see him there. I have him one year, six million. I think it's. I think that's even a little low oh, on the end there, but that's good. Um, but I feel like that's a nice. I think that's a very Rays-esque signing too, <laughs> to ride off there into the sunset on a a bargain deal. Absolutely, I like that signing. I like, obviously, the location. I know that Evans upped around a little bit as his career's gone on. Not a ton because it, he hasn't been a true journeyman, but. When I think of Evan Longoria, I think of the Rays. I think of that one home run that he roped on a line down left field, uh, just barely getting over that little corner. I think it was against the Yankees as well. Uh, and a, either to put Tampa Bay into the playoffs or to eliminate the Yankees, something like that. But yeah. when when I think of the Rays, I think of Longoria. So I, do I really well. like that I, signing. I, I remember him from 08. Man, he was the only... Really, the only him and Pena, the only terrifying things in that lineup. But boy, Great. were they terrifying! <laughs> I shoot, trying to even think about it. Let's see, Pena was the first baseman. I think Hisashi Iwakuma was the second baseman. I couldn't even tell you the rest of the way around. I know they had Upton and Evan Longoria. Shoot, that was a good. That was a fun, scrappy team, though. And yeah. you know, you guys came out on top as well. Yep, that was. But, that was a fun year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But my eighth is a pitcher, and it's and my last ones were pitchers. I kind of went position first five, last five pitching, except for that okay. last spot. But uh, it is our other overlapping player. I have Mr. Aaron Nola going to San Diego to replace, in theory, Blake Snell. We've I talked think, about that one. Yep. I think him being able to go and play with his brother – Albeit probably wouldn't be for very long because I think Austin is coming up on a contract here at some point in the next couple couple of years. But I think he would thrive there. I know we said that Petco is getting seeming more and more like a pitcher's park, but the atmosphere in, in Petco is when I say similar, I know nothing compares to the bedlam at the bank. No, but, no, no. I mean, but as a as a ballpark, no, they are. Yeah, it is. They are they're, packing they're the house. It is the, it is one of those things that like right now the uh, the bank is averaging forty thousand. Yeah, Petco is averaging somewhere around that right now too. Yeah, and uh, this year. I've been to one game there, 
one of my top five ballparks at least. Uh, but every ball that a Padre hit, the crowd erupted, think, you know, like it was going out of the ballpark. Uh, they are a great fan base. I think he would love getting to play there, depending on who all is on that team at the time. I think it, he could really thrive in, in San Diego. And I have him going there for four years and 18 mil per. Okay. Just because yeah, that fits. I feel like that actually might be low now that I think about it. No, four it's years. It's much lower. Yeah, you have him going for a big discount. Now that I think about it, I was like, wait a minute, 18 million a year? That yeah. seems low. <laughs> it, it's low, but it keeps him on a contender, a solid contender, gets to play with his brother. So, and, you know, I don't think he necessarily needs a change of scenery, but you, it, it's always intriguing when you have a, a player go from one team to another to see how they're going to pan out, more or less. But who do you have as your ninth and in some degree final prediction? Uh, my final non big name there guy who I, 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 boy, we're really trying to bury the lead on that one, but it's really not happening. I don't know who, I don't know who, uh, we're talking who could it be at this point is a re-signing. I think the okay. Cubs will re-sign Cody Bellinger. Oh, I have yeah. him for four years, 60 million. Uh, okay. He has had an Sorry. absolute resurgence. I think he's going to end up playing less center field. He's going to move into the left or right fields more, but I know right now he's been on the injured list recently, which is why we didn't see him when he came to Philly. But mm-hmm. he has got he's betting 271, 337 OBP, 830 OPS, seven home runs, 20 RBIs, nine stolen bases, which I think is pretty high for him, actually, believe it or not. I wasn't imagining him being a base stealer. Here's the other thing that's really key. He's about to be 28. He is the youngest free agent, at least that I could find um, mm-hmm. when I was looking at it. So he's got lots of years left. And I think he kind of got done. He he kind of got did dirty, in my opinion, by L.A. I think L.A. Mm-hmm. screwed that up, which is great for you know Chicago, who signed him at a great deal this year. And I think that they could get him back at a pretty good deal next year. I think that that's going to be huge. I also think there's no way in this God's green earth that he leaves there because I feel like he's kind of been adopted by them in Wrigley. So I think he's going to just take this team and run with it. Him mm-hmm. putting him as a combo with him and uh, Swanson this year has been awesome. And I think yeah. they're only going to get better. I think that's solid. I almost had Bellinger on my list as well. Although if I did, I wasn't going to have him resigning. I hadn't given it enough thought to say who I would think he would go to, but I was going to have him signing elsewhere okay. other than Chicago. But your explanation, it, it makes total sense. He seems comfortable there. He fits into that culture. And that pairing, like you said, with Dansby, is it's fun to watch. My final, not, not named. obvious pick yeah. um, <laughs> for my prediction is uh, Josh Hader. Ooh, and I didn't even think about Hader. Great pick. I have him going to Anaheim. Four Ooh. years, $20 million per, which is on the higher side. For a closer, absolutely. But he is probably arguably the best but, closer in the league. Yes. He's one of the top closers uh, for a team who is desperate for bullpen pitching, or at least to some degree has been over the last several years. Uh, I think he would be a fantastic fit there. He would give them a solid uh, arm in the bullpen. He would give them st- maybe not entire stability because they need more than one piece out there. But they know that they would have their, you know, more or less Rysel Iglesias as long as they don't trade him after a year or two. Oh, that deal and looks feel... worse and worse every time I see it. Yes. 
Can you imagine them having Rizal Iglesias and Josh Hader in that bullpen? Oh my gosh. That would be sick. (laughs) So I I think he would really look good out in Anaheim in an Angels jersey. And it to me, it makes sense because it fortifies that bullpen. Four years, I think, is generally what you go at with uh, closers. Uh, The dollar figure, yeah, is high. You know, Hader's had his struggles the past couple of years a little bit off and on. But... He, I know, is looking. I think I'm pretty sure he's looking pretty decent this year. Yeah, he's looked great. Uh, yeah, and he just doesn't get a lot of save opportunities because the Padres haven't been very good this year. Uh, surprisingly, but I have him going to Anaheim. I actually love that pick. And uh, Thank you. speaking of Anaheim, we might as well just feed right in here. Final prediction. The final prediction is obviously going to be for one Shohei Otani for both of us here. Uh, yeah. I feel like we. He was my number one, but obviously, once we talked about this, we both agreed that we had to do him last. Mm-hmm. Uh, and understandably so. The man is a phenom. I don't have all his stats pulled up. I don't need him. I already no. know he's pitching out as wazoo. He's hitting out the wazoo. The, he's hitting just as well. It's his stats His stats are, his name is Shohei Otani. Yeah, and that's all you need to know. Enough said. I don't have him going anywhere. I have him re-signing with the LA Angels. Ooh. Partially. Because of not obviously, be, obviously, I made this decision before we even talked, but you've even further solidified it with the signings you made on top of it. I think the mm-hmm. signing, if they take your offseason signings that you did there with those 10 and stink, stick him in there, it would be an amazing deal. And I feel like that team would instantly leap to the top of the AL West. Maybe not the top because obviously Houston still has to be dethroned, but they'd be up there. I have him signing with the LA Angels for 13 years, $500 million. I know that's stupid to say, and people are going to go, Rich, are you outside your mind? Nobody can be worth (laughs) half a billion dollars. My friends, this man is. With what he does, going both sides of the plate, and obviously as the years go on, one of those will have to drop off in that 13-year deal. I'm not an idiot. But mm-hmm. he is so good that for almost, I would be willing to bet you, the first 10 of those years on that new deal, he could do both still and do them well. That's mm-hmm. how talented this guy is. I consider him to be probably, he's arguably already still an MVP. He's a, I mean, he's an MVP candidate every year just because of what he does. With his talent alone, as long as he does not get hurt by injury, this man is worth that $500 million. 13 years, I think, is plenty. I think it's the same. It is... To put it in perspective, it is the same amount of years as a Bryce Harper slash a Trey Turner just got as far as years go. Both of them about that same age. Actually, both of them, Turner being about the same age as um, uh, Harper being a little younger. 13 years, $500 million, He stays put in L.A., and I think they will actually perform and take their two juggernauts and finally build a team around them with the instead signings of wasting that you them had. Away. Instead of wasting them away, is with the signings you have, of Hater, Gilito could or could not be one of them, but I would take him. Uh, if they did the Snell deal, I think that's a great deal by on my end that they could take. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Renfro re-signing, all of that stuff. I think Art Moreno, we just we built you your team. Your team's built, dude. Just just call us <laughs> and we'll get it done. Like we'll make oh, this happen. Obviously, my last one is Shohei as well. Where do you have him going? Because I know I, you don't have him in LA. <laughs> I do not have him in Anaheim, partially because. Would Artie Moreno be able to afford all those contracts on top of Shohei's? 
Um, I have him going to San Diego because why the hell not? 12 years, 41 million per. Again, a half a billion dollar player. I yeah. think that is way too much money. I think what players are making now is way too much money. Yeah, but, I, I mean, the market itself has exploded and is ridiculous, but yes, that's neither here nor there. It's never going to stop and as long as there's no cap and the players will never agree to a salary cap. San Diego makes a lot of sense for me. He stays out on the West Coast, uh, stays with a, well, I, I say a contender right now with the way that Anaheim had, with the way that Anaheim started the season. I feel like him going into that lineup uh, just really puts them over the top. Yep, uh, both 100%. the lineup and then obviously the uh, starting staff and that would make them the favorites for the world series in my opinion oh, let alone the a the nl west shohei otani san diego padres 12 years 41 per which is roughly 500 billion dollars before we segue off of this because i'm curious Five, because 500 million sorry before we segue off of this, because I'm curious, because I actually half expected you to say a different team. Still out West, you don't think, we're both agreeing here, and I agree with you because I didn't think this either. We both agree that San Francisco is going to lose out on another major star in these scenarios, in our heads. So my thing in terms of that, obviously it makes sense. If if Otani is going to leave Anaheim, he's going to go to a competitor. He's going to go to a competitor, and San Francisco is not going to win or the West in 2024. Oh, Arguably, God, no. they're probably not going to win it in 2025 or 2026 either. If he's going to leave Anaheim, it's got to be for a team who's going to be a perennial playoff contender, let alone make a serious trip to the World Series. So I don't think he's going to go there. People, I, I mean, there's a chance he goes to the Dodgers. I've really sincerely hope not i would so hate to see him there Um, i would too that would be the most nauseating thing to see i would i mean there are two teams i don't want to see him on the yankees and the dodgers Dodgers. well the thing with the yankees is he doesn't want to play on the east coast so you're fine there mm -hmm. so yeah uh, he barely Um, wants to make east coast road trips at this point (laughs) yeah I, i mean i can't really blame him but guys uh this episode as we both kind of figured has run quite long rich has got some places to be some things to do some lives to live i am hungry and want to go fill my belly uh, (laughs) and try and avoid watching my team with a disastrous uh past series with the mets which i can't believe i almost threw up saying that team name i know you easily could but Uh, it's not hard (laughs) (laughs) and not at all but we're going to actually cut this episode short just to try and keep the time frame down because we got things to do. Happens. And part two next week is going to be an entire Bach Talk episode. Richie had quite a few to uh, discuss and throw at me this week. So it's going to give him another week to think of some other topics to throw at me. And who knows, maybe with a massive bag of Bach or Walks, uh, I'll finally say, are you serious? I didn't think you were this crazy, which yeah, Richie wants. Which me is to very do. possible. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to thank you guys for coming out to another edition of What's on Second, a true baseball podcast. We want to encourage you to hit up Instagram, Twitter. Let us know what uh, what you think of our predictions and how insane I am for the crazy dollar amounts I threw at Tim Anderson, which 
Richie's honestly probably right. He's not going to be worth that. Once again, thank you for joining us this week, and we hope to see you next week for Bog Talk out on the Diamond. Oh,